Dadsnet Original Podcast. It's fantastic to be joined by Jordan Banjo. Hello, welcome to JKNL. Hello, Al. How are you, mate? Very good, thank you. Very good. Now, this is this is an interesting one because we're going to kick off with a stat here. Yeah. Which I think is quite extraordinary because we're in this world of like, you know, like YouTube is... You ask children, they want to be footballers or YouTubers, right? That's, right. that's what we think as parents. Mm-hmm. But this stat says that 9 out of 10 5 to 11 year olds want to help others when they grow up to make the world a better place. Yeah, yeah. Curveball. Unless Real it's like their YouTube channel wants to be a helpful thing. Right? Exactly, because this, this is what threw me off, God, right? Because I, I, I read that stat and I was like, wow, because like you said, I think it's as parents, we assume what like the content our kids are seeing, super glamorous, you've got these YouTubers, all these people doing this really cool stuff. You're going to go, that's what they want to be, right? But when I'm reading stats from five to 11 year olds going, listen, dad, let me let me level you for a second. Grow up, it's about the planet. I'm like, whoa, all right. Like, I wasn't expecting that. Do you know what I mean? It sort of comes out of nowhere. But yeah. I mean, um, if that is the case, what a positive position to be in, right? When you've got kids who are being uh, mindful to being more sustainable, wanting to help people, wanting to become doctors. I mean, they're already more mature than me and my friends. So that's a that's a great jump. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and I was thinking as well, like, I, I don't know where these five and 11 year olds are, but they're not in my house. Like, <laughs> Mate, I was thinking the exact same thing because I was thinking, oh, if it's nine out of 10, the 10th was definitely my son. Because when I asked my son what he wants to be, he goes, I just want to beat bad guys up and be Spider-Man. I'm like, yeah, well, technically you are making the world a better place, I suppose. I mean, being a vigilante, do you think? Amazing. You've got got three kids as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So my my oldest, Cassius, he's five. My daughter, Mimi, um, she's four in a couple of weeks. And my youngest, my son, Atreus, he's two and a half months old. So, you know, they're, they're the first two are really close and there's a bit of a gap for our, our last little boy there. So, so you're in it. Like you yeah. are in fatherhood. Like- Mate, in, in the thick of it right now. And it, it's weird because they're all at different stages. They're all at different stages, uh, obviously. You know, I mean, if my two and a half month old was that's not my five year old, I have some concerns. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If, he, if he was talking to me already, I'd be like, what's happening here, mate? But um, yeah, in, in the thick of fatherhood right now, really enjoying it. And I don't want to be that guy who goes, do you know what? It's just the most rewarding thing in the world. Every day I wake up and, you know, it smells like flowers. It's tough. Be like, you know what I mean? Being a parent's harder. We all know that, right? Every parent out there. But um, it is genuinely the most rewarding thing. And I, I am loving it. Amazing. What what would be like? I want to come back to the stats and and yeah, we do because well, I think it's really really important. It's really really good what what's kind of launching as well. Mm-hmm. But um, whilst you're on it, like we always ask our guests, like what's the best and worst things that they've experienced as parents, and whether there's any kind of story of like those moments where it's just gone wrong. Yeah, just gone wrong. I'll tell you what I did. So at one point, um, you know. I was doing all right, earning a bit of dough. Just got myself a membership with David Lloyd and I. Pff, I know, watch out. I know. You've if made you've it. A, if you've got a membership If you've never had a club sandwich at David Lloyd, you haven't lived, guys, all right? So I got myself a membership with David Lloyd and they had a thing where, I think it was like 9 to 11 a.m., they had like a little crash and you could, you could take your kids there. I think it's from, they're like from six months old. So my daughter's six months old. That means my son is just coming up to two and I've taken him into this little crash in Basildon in Essex in David Lloyd. And um, my wife's, uh, my wife is, uh, this shows, right? I'm going to be kudos to my wife, all credit to my wife, how often she has the kids on her own versus me, right? Because I've taken the kids into the crash. She rings me. She's like, but the kids are right in the crash. Absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. She goes, wicked. Right, cool. I went, right, love that. Done my workout. 
hour and a half. I was like, yeah, feeling good. I ate myself a club sandwich, come downstairs, ordered myself a club sandwich, got myself a bottle of water. Best believe I've walked straight out of David Lloyd, all happy with myself, full of club sandwich, drove down the road. Then I get a call from the crash saying, uh, hello, Mr. Banjo, we're sure it must be a mistake, but someone said they saw you leaving the gym. And I went, no, I was just going to take out the car. <laughs> I had to drive back so quick. I was just getting something out of the car down and down the road. I walked back in, I was like, guys, and they were like, daddy. And I was like, oh, best dad in the world. Come on, guys, get you at the car. Honestly, yeah, that's that's when it just went wrong. That was me, really. I think that's the first time I've admitted that publicly, actually. So, good news. <laughs> Look, I'll, I'll level with you. We hear similar stories all the time okay. like, right. I've Good. been in there as well like you go to the shops you get out of the car you go to the shops you realise hang on a minute we've all been there like it's 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 uh, it is a uh, I think it's a rite of passage for all yeah dads. exactly it's got to happen um, it's because most of the time you can't forget, like because you're so tired and drained and thinking and worrying and all this kind of stuff. So most of the time you're you are uh, you're on it, but mm-hmm. all let let it slip. Okay, so like looping back to this this statistics from this um, the release that's come out, you, you know, yeah. I think it's fantastic. The kids are um, wanting to go in, you know, as they grow up, they want to help the world, they want to help people. Like that sounds good. But then we've got 43% of parents who are worrying that their child will not reach their full potential, presumably their full potential being to do the helping others. So that's like half of parents are worrying that their kids are not going to reach their full potential. Where does that come from? Right. So I think, especially in the the current time in, in like in the country we're in, like, let's be honest, one of the biggest worries for people is, is money. Like they, there's no getting around it. It's just a fact. I don't care how well off you are, or how not relatively everybody's had a conversation. I've got a lot, we've got to tighten our belts a little bit here. Things are changing stuff. is just generally life is just more expensive at the moment. Right. And I think it's, when we look at those stats and it's so, so, well, I wouldn't say beautiful. And it is beautiful. Like that people as young as five to 11 are wanting to change the world for a better thing and have all these positive interests. But in order to do that, you know, they need the resources to start from when they from when they're younger. And that's where Tesco, Groundworks, stronger, stronger starts really, really help out here. You know, it's over five million quid a year every year for the next three years, you know, for for schools and kid groups all over the UK. And it's for it's for giving them that start, you know, whether it's classes or whether it's breakfast clubs or giving giving them a healthy snack or a healthy meal at the start of the day so they're ready for school and they're ready to crack on. You know, it, it's, it's super important. It starts at the grassroots and, it, you know, it kind of goes from there. So Stronger Starts is doing something really helpful um, for all those kids. And if anybody does need a grant or anybody thinks that they can do with that to help children and, you know, to help the sort of community, make sure you go and apply for one, man, because, you know, like you said, we've heard all these amazing stats and I just keep circling back to that point. It's all well and good having the best intentions, but unfortunately you do need the funds and the resources to do it. And look, there's over 5 million quid a year sat here through Tesco and Stronger Starts that they want to use for this. That's what the money's there for. It's not for anything else. It's to help these kids like really reach their potential. So make sure you go and apply for that grant. Yeah, and and it does have to be, you know, um, uh, they don't they say like, I can't remember the exact same, but like it takes a whole village to raise a child. Kind yeah, of. exactly. I don't, I don't, that's probably not, not word for word, but something like that. <laughs> it's um, along them lines. <laughs> or, or just to crush a David Lloyd. That's what yeah, it's yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they'll look up, you can just drive off and be fine. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Maybe they should apply for some grants just to cover those people who just drive <laughs> exactly. off. Exactly. <laughs> but um, it is, it's, it's like community groups and schools that actually are part of your child's life. When you think about how long your kids spend at school, like it's some sometimes for a lot of dads as well who work long, long hours, sometimes you think, God, they spend more time at school than they do with me. Yeah. Like the, the influence there that the schools can have. So what kind of things do you, do you think that schools and community groups can do with these grants that are going to help those kids achieve that potential and achieve those goals that they, they're setting out? Well, look, I mean, for a start, even the... The, the creation of even more clubs, classes, groups. If you've got the funding there, look, pe- people, a lot of people will do it off their own back, but a lot of people can't afford to, you know? So if you've got some, if you've got the funding and the grants there, you can make even more of these clubs. You can make the ones that exist already better. I think we underestimate sometimes the importance of kids getting a good meal at the start of the day. So like these breakfast clubs, which I think are just incredible, um, you know, healthy eating, all these kind of things, being able to educate a little bit more on that. And if you've got the clubs, you can do it. Um, so yeah, just all round, the more clubs, the better, the more funding, the better. So just more is probably the best thing I can say. Yeah. And the, and, and the key to it, whether we like it or not, is money. It is funding. You know, and it, it sounds, no one likes to be the one to say it. You know, it, it does sound a bit gross going, you know, we're sat here talking about all these incredible things that children want to do. We go, yeah, but to do that, mate, you need money. I know you're five, but unfortunately that is the way of the world right and that's why what tesco and stronger starts are doing is so incredible saying look we've got over five million quid a year 5.3 million quid a year for the next three years guaranteed let's do something positive with it take advantage of it while you can because i don't i feel like positive stuff like that doesn't happen that that often you know and it's nice to see it happening with such a big a big brand like tesco so yeah definitely get involved yeah why why do you think kids are wanting to help more do you think I don't know. I might be reading into this too much. Like, I think when I, when I was a kid, like doctors, nurses, what do you want to be in your order? Doctors, nurses, like they always kind of the things, teachers, they always kind of the things that kids list off as what they want to be in their order. But do you think now there's an element where kids are aware of like the stresses and the strains of 2003? I make, I make you so right. Okay. Again, another conversation I was having earlier, I said that, in school is just different now. School, the world is different, right? I think we're, I think people see it as a lot. Uh, I think people, depending who you speak to, like certain dads, maybe my dad, the term you would use is, oh, everything's a bit softer now. Uh, you know, that's the sort of thing you, you would hear, right? We, we kind of all maybe grew up a little bit differently. But I think nowadays people are just a lot more understanding and we're a lot more open and vocal, which is not just important, it's imperative. It's like 1000% the right way to be heading. Um, and I, I use this as an example. A few weeks ago, my, my son and daughter came back from school and my daughter was upset because she, it was something really silly. She went to me, daddy, can you pick me up? And I was, I was literally holding, I think I was holding like the car seat and a couple of other bits for my, for my youngest son. And I was like, one second, Mimi, let me put this stuff down and I'll pick you up. Immediately started crying. Right. And I went, Mimi, I went, don't cry. Don't be silly. It's all right. I'll pick you up. Within a second, my my boy, my oldest boy is on me. He's like, um, you can't say that. She's allowed to cry. She's allowed to feel those feelings. And I was like, all right, mate. Like, I'm not cry shaming you. And then I found myself explaining to a five-year-old. I was like, no, 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 let me explain. It's absolutely fine. I was just saying that uh, I'm going to pick her up in a minute. But as, as funny as that specific situation is, I think that is so important that as a little five-year-old boy, that already he recognizes it's okay to feel that way. 
You should feel that way. If you do feel that way, express it and it's fine. I'm not talking about like completely irrational tantrums. Like if you, if your four year old's like, you know, punching the window because the, the pen's light pink instead of dark pink. But you know, what I'm trying to say like generally we're in a place now where everyone is a lot more open to listen and open to talk. And I think that is the best place we can be, especially with our kids. Yeah. 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 And I guess like that funnels down into that that sense of empathy that our kids are having now you know when they're walking i mean my my son i I don't know whether my youngest i don't know whether he is completely unique but we'll walk past a homeless man and we'll then have five ten fifteen minutes of conversation about that man Mm -hmm. or whatever it is and and he'll be saying but can we help and can we give him some money and then you know you're having these conversations about well okay maybe we can go and get some food from tesco's and take him a bag of a sandwich or or whatever it is yeah 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 I remember kind of almost being intimidated when I was walking, if I, you know, when I was a kid and I was walking past a homeless person. So there is this new layer of empathy that's we're seeing in our five-year-olds that is almost alien to, I don't know how old you are, but almost alien to my generation because we weren't like that. Yeah, no, no, I agree. And I do think it's kind of like, um, like in that exact situation, I know that if I was walking down the street five years old, hand in hand my dad, and I would have said something, come on, and he would have pulled me and said, no, don't, don't do that, that's dangerous, or don't yeah. go. And don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying run up to strangers and talk to people. What I mean is, like you said, having the conversations and understanding that level of empathy and why they feel that way and why it's a nice thing to feel that way, and if you can help people, you should, is a really positive thing, and it is different now. Um, and I, I think we, as parents, it's our job to try and encourage that and um, keep heading in that direction because it's the best thing for them, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, like uh, picking up on that point of the job of parents. Mm. Like, there's a, there's a. <laughs> I guess I can be quite cynical sometimes and think, like, <laughs> okay, when these five and eleven year olds hit fifteen and like shit gets real, <laughs> like, no, I, I agree. Sudden, are they going to be like sod that? I'm out for myself now, and I'm just going to filter into the selfish system instead of the the helping system. Like, how can we as parents stop that happening? And I think, again, that's ground up, right? That's from the ground up. If you, I say this all the time, right? If you're, let's say you're five years old and you want to play rugby, yeah? If you're rubbish at rugby, but you play and you get to 11 and you haven't really improved and you've been on and off and this and that, you'll probably stop. If you find out that you're good at rugby from when you're five and you carry on playing, you're going to get to 11. You've got like, it's not even a thing in your head. You're going to carry on playing. It's like when you're good at something, you want to keep doing it, right? So I'm not saying that every kid from five to 11 who said I wanted to be a doctor or help with the environment is going to stick at those things and be good at them. But if they don't have the opportunity to know if they're good or bad at it and they're not growing with the best start that they can, we're never going to know. We're going to get a lot more people going, oh, yeah, whatever, I'll fall into the whatever the system is, whatever this is. So I feel like that's where Stronger Starts has a real launch pad. It's giving people the best chance to want to stick to those positive things. And you know, hey, like 99% of people could go, oh, okay, it hasn't worked out. But if you've got an extra 1% of people who have made something positive from something like Stronger Starts, then that's the job done. 5.3 million quid well spent. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. And I like, you know, it's, it's terrifying as a dad when they you hear those stats around, like by, by seven years old, your child's learned like 85% of, who they are as an individual. I'm thinking, crap. Dude, no, <laughs> I read like, the stat. I read something. Um, it might have been on it was on it was on it was on some podcast and someone was being interviewed. And long story short, they said that by the time your child's four, 
or five, depending on when they enter mainstream school, most of your parenting is done. Like mm. the main bulk. And I was like, that kind of scared me a little bit because I was like, I understand what you mean. Of course it's not done, but in terms of they are now not being raised exclusively by you. It's their peers, it's their teachers, it's their own experiences. And when I read, when I read that or heard that, I was like, wow, like my son's already five. My daughter's about to turn four. And this was before I had my youngest. And of course you kind of always, you always take parenting seriously, but that kind of always niggles in the back of my mind a little bit now, you know, to make sure like, I want, I want my kids to go into a place and it's not about, you know, I say, I say this to my wife, right? If I tell, if I tell one of the kids off or I've said like, no, let's not do that. I'm like, I'm not telling them for me. It's not because I'll, it's stressing me out if you're being screaming or naughty or whatever. I was like, it's not, it's not for me. It's for you because when you're not with me, I want you to be in a place where people want you to be around. Like you're in a positive environment, yeah. you know? And that's why I think that's why I get a bit nervous about that because, you know, you want to do your job well for them. You want them to grow in their character and their personalities to develop in a way where, you know, it's a positive experience for them. Yeah. You know, I, I know I was, I, but definitely when I was a kid, I was a little bit of that one where I would walk in and oh, the kids might be happy to see me, but the rest of the parents would smile, but secretly you'd go, oh, here we go. It's that one. It's that, it's that one. It's that kid in the class. You know? the like, yeah. The one, the one who's going to cause a bit of trouble. Right. And you one know, dances too much. <laughs> how, <laughs> how much more are you then trying with your young one? Yeah. Like, they're done now. Like, they're, they're beyond hell. I'll you two, to- you two are a lost cause, mate. Younger one, come here. Come here. You're, you're, you're going to be the golden child. No, exactly. you know what? I try, of course you try all three of them, but like I said, they're all in such different stages now. And, uh, I read, I read another thing the other day as well that he said, you don't realize that when you're a kid, you're watching your own parents grow up. And I thought, where, do you know what's weird? Cause when I was like five, five or six, my parents were my age, the way I am now, but I never looked at them like, no. um, oh, they're like 30, 30 years old and they're still doing this and da da da. I just I'm like, oh yeah, you're old, your dad, like, you know, everything. Like I'd ask my, like my son asked me questions about absolutely everything. And if I don't know the answer, his answer to me is, but you're a grown up. And I'm like, oh wow. That's how you view me. Like how the kids just see us. He's like, yeah, you're an old, you're, you're old. Like, you know, everything. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, oh, wait till you grow up you have your own kids and you realize we're all just winging it. We're all yeah, oh, yeah. just trying to do the best we can, it. man. We're all just trying to do the best we can. I think that as well. Like, I think that about my dad now, I like, I just think my dad is like 35 to 40 forever. Like yeah. I just think that's what he did when I was, when I was five, he was 45. And that's when it. I'm now I'm 35, I still think he's 45. He's not yeah. <laughs> and like, but, and then you look at him and you think, oh, you're, you're getting a bit old. You think, yeah. Why are you getting so old? <laughs> Mate, it's weird. I literally said this the other day, it was father's day. Right. And um, the week before I said like, you it's so easy to take for granted and because sometimes age creeps up a little bit slower in terms of of course if someone isn't very well or this or that it might be quite a drastic change but when it's not like that like my dad still like tries he still trains a few times a week he tries to stay active this and that and it's like i look back at videos and i looked back at a video from me one britain's got talent right and that was 14 years ago and even then so my dad 14 years ago would, would have been still being like 50 Three fifty four, and I look at that now and I'm like you just are 
way more sprightly, way more like, I look at him now and he's still my dad and I haven't, I didn't see a change. And it was on Father's Day, I was a little bit emotional. I sat there with my sister and my brother and I was just like, wow, like life just moves on so quick. It just carries on going and going and going. And like we said, like when you were little kids and your dad's always been your dad, it's, it is a weird thing to think that at one point he was like me, just trying to figure it out and, you know, be, you know, deal with these kids and try and do what's best for them. And that's why I feel like sometimes you've got to take a little bit of pressure off yourself because, you know, especially when you've got younger kids who are like five and six, it's, oh, they're not, they're not doing their sight words correctly, their number combinations, their number bonds, and this isn't right. It's like, mate, it's going to be okay. Might yeah. take a couple months longer. This might not work out perfectly. They might not do that. Per- it's going to be all right. Exactly, exactly. Um, it's been, uh, it's been I, I love talking to you about it. Like, you seem like you're real in the trenches. Like, like <laughs> yeah. glossy, there's none of this glossy parenting that you see all over Instagram. It's like, this is the real stuff. Real talk, uh, bro. What, how do you balance like your career with, with your, with being a, a, like a, a dad that you obviously want to be very present for your kids? Yeah. Do you know what? Trying to, Trying to do that has been the toughest part. I think that has been the hardest part of my of my job completely. And do you know what? Like, I literally haven't spoke about this. One point last year on tour, so we've been on tour for about two months at this point. And I remember I was sitting behind stage and all the other boys were warming up. And there's like a part of staging. And I was laying on stage, but like covered, so I could hear the audience coming in. And I was like, I love doing this so much, right? This is like what I live to do. Yeah, I, got, I get to come on stage with my older brother, my best friends, everyone's screaming your name. You get to do stuff you enjoy. And then I just got off the phone to my wife because my daughter had been really unwell and I'm in like Glasgow or something somewhere and there's no way I'm going to get back. And she's gone to the doctor's come back. And then she was like, oh, Cassius said this today and Mimi's done this. And oh, Cassius is really enjoying this at school. And I was like, I'm just missing loads and loads and loads and loads. And now within reason, don't get me wrong, there are thousands of parents, millions of parents who aren't as fortunate as me, who work 10 times harder and have to have to really slog through. So I can't sit there and complain. But for me, it's technically it's a choice where for a lot of parents, it's not. They have to really work to make ends meet. Hmm. And for me, that I'm fortunate for that not to be the case. And I think that's why I start to feel a little bit guilty. You know, I was like, oh, what do I where, like you said, where's the line? Like, where's the balance? And I, the last, since then, the amount of stuff has gone, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. Like it was, when I went back on, I'm a celeb. It was a very, very tough decision to go because I found out on that tour and maybe I got asked at a weird time because when I first got asked, I was like, I can't do it. I can't go away for another month. I can't get back from tour, be home for a month and then go again for another month. I was like, I can't do it. And it was my wife talking to me about things about how, you know, we only make these opportunities and we do these things for our kids, for their future. And she like, you are right. There's a fine line between finance, finance this and setting this up. But she's like, my wife's very, she could be very like super emotional, but she was a super level headed. She's like both extremes in our family and kind of mm-hmm. keeps me on the, on the right path, you know? Um, so since then, you know, I was like, I'm going to just graft out for a little bit longer and then, get to a place where I really just pick and choose and I'm getting closer and closer to that place. Now there's a lot of stuff that's go, no, I'm not doing that. No, I can't do that. No, I can't do that. And it feels good. You know, at one point I'd come home and like you said, Instagram is and social media is a crazy thing. I'd come home and I'd see one of my friends that I work with pull up in like a, a brand new Porsche or a Ferrari. Right. And I'd go, if I would have done five of those jobs, I turned down, I could have afforded that. 
And then my son will jump on my lap and be like, hey, and he'll show me this iPad or we'll do our secret handshake or whatever. And not to sound cringy, I'll be like, yeah, it's well worth it skipping those jobs. I'm like, it's a car, who cares? In, yeah. in, in six months, you'll be bored of it anyway. Those moments with your kids and stuff are so much more important. And it took a while to get to that place, you know? Yeah, and especially at this age as well, like when they're young, it it goes like that. So quick. It goes like lightning. And if you, if you don't enjoy every part of that, then, you know, you're going to lose them as they get older you lose yeah. them so make yeah. them like when, when you've got them that's that's I don't know that's what I've learned that's the plan right? listen Al man it's been so nice to chat to you listen drop me a DM or something man I would love to come back on and chat more it's been good yeah yeah nice yeah yeah definitely we, we, every week we've got someone on and yeah we, uh, we, uh, we'd love to have you back so thanks for your time mate thanks Al a Dad's Net original podcast